We live in a financial world. And by and large, the church has let people down financially. They haven't faced the fact that people have financial needs. And they've preached about morality, about how we should live our lives. How we should treat each other, how we should raise our children. But oftentimes people have been frightened to talk about money. And yet, out of, out of, up, next to the need of having to, you know, have, having to wear clothes and You know, just it's a very basic need having money, needing money. And I believe God has something to say about every area of our lives. Most people will get up early tomorrow morning and start their work week. And will still be working hard Friday evening. Maybe into Saturday. And you'll do that 50 odd weeks a year. God's got something to say about our work. And He wants us to be able to work profitably. Intelligently. And have enough money to go around. And it's no blessing for people not to have enough money. One of the reasons Jesus died on a cross was to rescue us from the curse. Put up Galatians 3.13 for me, Gillian. And we preach, often we preach about how Jesus died for our sins on the cross. And And he took the bad things that we've done And he clothed us in a robe of righteousness. So that his goodness we can have on us. So that we can walk into the throne room of grace and not be ashamed before our Heavenly Father. But the devil could accuse us of things that we've done wrong. And we could, we could say, I plead the blood of Jesus. And the devil would have to leave us alone. Because that sin that we committed was no longer And that is a huge part of redemption. But here it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And then verse 14 says that the blessing of Abraham that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And I just want to briefly just talk about a few things. Jewish people are, are rich people. When you think of a Jew, you don't think of a poor Jew, you think of a rich Jew. For all the persecution that's come against this group of people, 
no one has been able to wipe them off the face of the planet the Romans tried the Crusaders tried they all through the centuries they persecuted the Jews Adolf Hitler cooked 5 million of them but the blessing of God was on this people and it said no matter where you send them they prosper and no more did they prosper in business the financial markets of the world are run by Jewish people the precious metal markets are run gold, silver, platinum are run by Jewish people and this is the blessing of Abraham look at it this way the Jewish people got their homeland back in 1948 and Jews from every nation started coming back to the land of Israel and this was a land that was occupied by the Palestinian people and it got very very political because basically the Jewish people came into a land of a, a land that was entirely taken over by Muslims and so consequently all the Arab nations started getting really angry with the, the and some have shown that 18 years or 20, sorry actually 20 years after their nationhood had been started, all the Arab nations around them decided to attack it's called the Six Day War it's called the Six Day War because the six days the Jewish nation wiped the floor with the, with the five or six Arab nations that were arrayed against them. The whole world thought that these, the Arab nations was going to push the Jewish nation into the Mediterranean. But somehow or other the, the blessing of Abraham came on this nation. They completely outwitted all of the other armies um, uh, with their military maneuvers these were nations that were armed by the Russians something came on the Jewish people the blessing of Abraham was on them and, and they actually they, 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 they took about 900 casualties the Jewish people Egypt alone took 10,000 I'm just saying there is a blessing on the Jewish people within 18 within 20 years they were a first world nation politically they got their act together they produce incredible amounts of agriculture the industries incredible 
Agriculture is in great condition. They're academic, they're students. Most of the, the top prizes in America for academics are won by Jewish people. And uh, because of this blessing of Abraham. And one of the aspects of the blessing of Abraham is wealth. And what I'm saying is because of what Jesus died on the cross the blessing of Abraham comes on me and you you should expect to be successful. You should expect to have good ideas. When you face a problem you should know that something's going to happen that's going to make you Christians should be winners. One of the reasons our churches are empty is because Christians are perceived to be losers. And the churches are full of the weak and the people that just don't seem to be able to tie their shoelaces properly. This is all not to be. In Deuteronomy 8.18 it says this and this should be good for anybody who's in business here you, this is good information for you some people are successful in business and they're Christians they hide it they're embarrassed to drive a nice car many times they think so small that they don't want to expand their business any bigger because they'll be frightened that people will talk about them and say they're greedy and covetous. And so many times Christians have not taken opportunities they should have done. Because they've been taught somehow or other God doesn't like you to have any money. You know the Bible says Many times they misquote a verse that says that the, the, the money is the root of all evil. If money is the root of all evil, we shouldn't even go to work tomorrow. We should all go and live in the mountains and deal with money. No, he says the love of money is the root of all evil. To love money, you don't even have to have any. A few years ago in Bulgaria, I could have you killed for 50 levers. I could go into one of those ghettos, I could pay the right guy the right amount of money. And through the love of money, someone else was going to die. So we're not talking about the love of money is what we're against. Not money. Here it says in Deuteronomy 8.18 But remember the Lord your God who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant which he swore to you God, God 
gives us the ability to produce wealth. You know, if, I'm, if God has called you to be a preacher, you, you, you ought to be the best preacher around. If God has called you to be a teacher, Alice, you ought to be the best teacher around. Our brother here is a metal worker and I've seen some of his stuff. It's fantastic. And I believe God can give you even more greater ideas in that area. People will see your medal work and just go, wow. My wife's an artist and we were talking today about painting pictures that would just take people's breath away. Whatever God gives you to do, you should be the best at it. I had the situation when I was an engineering surveyor for many years. And I was terrible at the beginning. My math wasn't very strong. I had no experience of the construction site. You know, it helps when your dad and your granddad were in the industry. Because you sort of already know what's going on. But when I arrived on the building site, I was like a fish out of water. For the first year, everything I did was wrong. I was the laughing stock of the whole building site. I would make, put a foundation in place. And they come to put the wall on it. And the bricklayer would go... <coughs> The concrete's there and the wall's here. That's a problem on the building site. The concrete should be under the wall. But over the years, God, and through, through quite a bit of prayer, God made me an ex- extremely good engineer. He gave me some great ideas with computers. And, I, and to, I made a lot of money at engineering. But God took my natural ability and made it even better. Because it says here he gives us the ability to produce wealth. And one of the ways he does that is to take our own natural talents and put his supernatural on top of them. So never say to God, hey God, what do you know about teaching Bulgarian? Hey girl, what do you know about panel beating? Hey girl, what do you know about violin playing? Hey girl, what do you know about football training? When God starts saying, do it a different way, you need to go, alright, I'll do it a different way. I'll teach that lesson differently today. I'll start banging a bit of metal in a different way. 
Sometimes you have to say, I set aside your old way of doing things. And do what God is sort of urging you inside you. Because God is trying to prosper you. God is trying to make you better at what you do. And that's one of the things. One of the things we teach in this church is that we don't just come on a Sunday and pretend to be spiritual. And then on Monday we just we don't even remember what we did. Jesus needs to come with us into the beauty salon. Into the into every area of our lives. And when he says to do something a different way, we need to do it. И когато ни каже да дей идеи да ги направим да направим нещо по друг начин, трябва да се слушаме. И така той ще ни предвижва към богатство, към успех, към добри неща. Стих, който върви ръка за ръка с този, е в Иоанн 14 глава. Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit. And in verse John chapter 16 and verse 13 it says this. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. You know, when it says leading us into all truth, какво значи да ни води към всяка истина, да ни опътва на всяка истина? Когато Айнштайн изнамери теорията на относителността и написа E equals на светлината. Искам да кажа, Бог доведе Айнштайн до една истина. И ако изучавате живота на Айнштайн, той пренебрегна всички правила. He literally put himself in the place of God and started looking at the universe. Той в един момент си представи как той е на мястото на Бог и той гледа върху тази земя. And he revolutionized physics. И така той революционира физиката. And he took physics to a one man took physics to a completely Доведе физиката на съвсем друго ниво. И Светия Дух беше този, който го водеше в тази истина. Светия Дух отвори пред него част от системата на галактиката, която беше скрита в този момент. Традиционно ние вярваме и го казваме, че 
всякия дух ще ни опътства във всяка истина. Слава на Бога, ще знам повече от Библията. Всяка истина означава всяка истина. Например, как да се направи този нов грим. Музикално. Всяко нещо, абсолютно всяка сфера в живота. е много, много заинтересован от нашия живот. Той е щастлив с нас, когато отиваме на работа. Когато си вземем инструментите. Той не накара да се чувстваме виновни, че не сме в църквата да пеем Аллилуйя. Защо не отваряме църквата всеки ден да идват хора да се Защото имаме работа да вършим за него. Имаме светлина да светим в този тъмен свят. И тази светлина не свети само когато говорим за Исус на хората. Много християни са толкова лоши работници, че никой не може да види светлината да свети от тях. Много хора в Англия не биха наели християнин на работа. Защото те имат мързеливо отношение към работа. Не си вършат работата както трябва. И ако искаш да ти е свършена работата, естествено няма да наемеш човек християнин. Това не би трябвало в никакъв случай да е така. Християнина би трябвало да е най-добрия в това, което прави. Когато ти даде, когато ти дадат награда, не би трябвало от начинът на работа да се промени. Така трябва да сме всички, които сме тук. Ако ние казваме, ние представляваме Бог и Исус, ако нещо, което ние правим, би трябвало да му носи слава. Последната част от този стих казва, ще ни извести за идните неща. Много хора в тази страна специално харчат много пари по гледачки и баячки, за да знаят бъдещето. Представете си парите. Светия Дух е този, който ще ви покаже нещата, идните неща. Ако има нещо опасно за тебе, което се приближава и ти се вслушваш в Него, Той ще те защити. Може да насочи към друг бизнес. Защото знае, че този бизнес, в който си в момента, ще намаля интерес към него и той вече те е поставил на друго място, преди това да стане. Така че виждате защо Исус каза на учените си по-добре е за мен аз да отида. Защото Святия Дух ще дойде вместо мен. Святия Дух ще ни води към това благополучие и към успех. So this week, what I'm saying to you, everyone, is this. You know, когато си седнал с гърчено лице и се притесняваш и се чудиш и се мислиш за твоя проблем, в този момент не се вслушваш във водителството на Святия Дух. Много често просто трябва да кажеш, Господи, нямам си на представа, какво трябва да направя. Но знам, че ти знаеш и ще ми покажеш. 
And the other thing I do is just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There's about 10 different ways to get back to my village, Markova. And if, if I get a sense that I should go a different way, I do. Но аз почувствам някой път духът да ми казва да отида от друга път да се прибера, аз го слушам. Be very sensitive when you do something. Бъди чувствителен, когато правиш нещо. Когато вършим физическа работа, ние виждаме, предвиждаме как ще я свършим. Но ако я видиш по друг начин, направи я по другия начин. Това е част от това как да се предаваш на този глас, който води вътре в Така че нека да завършим в молитва. Господи, благодарим Ти за Святия Ти Дух. Нека да дойде върху всички от нас по-силен от всяко. Да бъдем изпълнени със Святия Ти Дух. И да разпознаем, че професиите, които ние вършим, са дадени от Тебе. И в тези професии ние можем да разрастваме и да се увеличаваме. And that even if we're in a, uh, in, in a wrong profession at the moment, you can lead us to a better one. I pray for these young students that haven't got a profession yet. That you will make, they will make the right decisions when they choose, uh, choose their careers. And they will be in the exact career that you want them in. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, I've got a, I've got a testimony. And I, I always tell stories against myself. But a few, uh, what is sometimes, and this is going back to what I've been preaching, is that sometimes we, 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 we're too slow to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Saturday morning, a few weeks ago, one of our cats comes in and it's obviously in pain. Running around the house meowing. And I thought, I do not want to go down the I want to just slob out. I do not want to go to the bed. So I picked a cow up and threw it out. I forgot about it. And uh, Sunday night, 24 hours later, freezing cold. And I, and, I, and I see that the cat is in the basket and it's not moving. And uh, we pull the cat out and man, the cat is virtually dead. And uh, thank, thank, thank the Lord, Eva was there, he said, you know, I was going to give the cat the last rights, you know? Oh. <laughs> But Ivo basically said, let's get a 24-hour vet and let's take you to the vet. I repented because the Bible says we should be kind to our animals. We prayed over this cat and this cat, the vet said they'd never seen a cat recover from this stage before. И ветеринарният лекар след като го лекуваха казаха, че никога 
не са виждали ходка да се оправя в такова напреднало състояние на тази болест. И слава на Бога, те си свършиха работата много добре. И тази сутрин по тарака тичаше из градината. Но просто идеята е да се подчиняваме на този глас бързо. 